0: on this week's bet the process podcast rufus and i talk a little golf we try I, I do that thing where i dance around and try really hard to get rufus to give us some value on the u.s open and rufus does that thing where he tightens his sphincter up really tight and doesn't give us any value at all and then we talk some nfl over reactions from week one but also really where some week two value might be in the betting markets and with that let's start the process bet. Bet bet, 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 the process. Bet 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 bet, bet the process. Welcome to the podcast. Bet the process. It's not the typical cookie cutter nonsense. If you came just for pics, you're in the wrong place. Find a town with the narrative to make a strong case. Instead of blindly assuming a team must be tanking, we're looking for the edge of Massey body rankings. Crunching all the numbers in a simulated system that break down the data analytically driven. Media coverage of sports gambling is pathetic. Welcome to the Jeff's Eating and Rufus Just Played Marion episode of the bet the process podcast where two nerdy dudes um argue and uh interrupt interrupt each other other. i see what you did there that was funny (laughs) 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 i think that like the complaining about our interrupting is a sign of of the fact that people care and the fact that they listen Um, and you know i I think we'll never change I, i just my dry humor as people say some people like my dry humor. I think uh, maybe maybe one or two people like my dry humor, but um, my dry humor will never change either. Well, I mean, one or two people out of seven is a pretty good percentage. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Someone told me that the seven the seven listeners joke is is dying, is dead, and I'm like, there's no chance that that's dead. That that joke <laughs> never gets old. It's on brand. Completely on brand. Um, tell me a little bit about what the first weekend in football looked like for you Rufus you know it was um, I know what it looked like (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was it was it was good to have NFL back although I was stuck I I missed the early games I was driving back from from Philadelphia to Boston and um, we had a we got a flat tire and cracked rim on because of a bad alignment I guess or something um, in Greenwich Connecticut so we had to we were, we were um, holed up there for a little while. I'd gotten up at 7 a.m., gotten on the road at 7 a.m., so I would make it back to Boston in time for kickoff and ended up not getting back to Boston until after 4 o'clock. And now I have to drive down to Greenwich and pick up the car tomorrow morning. So so what uh, – But, what, but there anything NFL. That, you asked me about the NFL. How did yeah, it go? Is there anything that well. jumped out at you? Well, I mean, it, it was nice that, that, I, uh, that I had more winners than losers. Um, I didn't have a lot of volume. I had three games bet. And – I had the Jets, which lost, and I had the Jags and the Rams, which won. Um, what jumped out to me was sort of my sort of thesis, which I'm sure shared with a lot of other people, that continuity would be important um, early in the season held true. If you looked at teams with new starting quarterbacks, they were one in three against the spread and straight up, and um, except well, so really large. Except sample when they played size. each other. Except when they played each other. Large that's sample sports. size. Very large. And then new coaches were um, were one and four, both straight up and against the spread. So, um, I mean, I don't I don't think you can draw any conclusions from from one week, obviously. But but it, it did seem like teams that um, with new systems, new coaches, new you know where there was change, uh, struggled a little bit. Yeah, I mean that's is, not rocket be, science, but yeah, it's, it's interesting it's logic. that. It's interesting, though, because you think something like that would quickly get figured in the spread, but the 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 impact of it should diminish over time also. So maybe those two things converge. Do you think there'll be any value this week in going against, um, you know, new quarterbacks slash new, new coaches? I don't know. I mean, I think that there will, uh, you know, I, I think that it's going to be sort of a gradual thing, whereas, you know, it's not like overnight, but teams have, you know, they gain more reps, they gain more playing time. And eventually, you know, you get to because there wasn't a preseason. Right. So you get to you get to that point. I don't really know the answer to that question, Jeff. Um, I don't know how to value it. Uh, I'm, it's one of those things that I'm kind of looking at a little bit. And sort of, you're kind of just babbling right now, to be honest. I am, but you know, I have my my numbers, and I'll look. And of course, there's other factors which will kind of push me on or off of a game, much as I'm sure there are for you. Although you're not betting sides yet until week four, is that right? Uh, I think week three we start betting sides. I mean, I was three and two on the Tony Kornheiser show with the combination of your takes and the bearded ones takes. Um you know one one interesting thing is like, you know, obviously you're you're not going to change your priors that much based on one week, but you know, the Jets narrative, there were a few narratives that we talked about last week that were interesting. And it was interesting to see them play out. One was this, you know, and people were like probably absolutely tired of hearing me talk about Tom Brady and the Patriots and Kim Newton. But what borne out last week was this idea that maybe system matters quite a bit and, you know, coaching matters quite a bit, maybe even more than personnel. And it seems like Cam is in a good situation. Um, I think going into last week, most people would thought it would have have taken the Cam, the Brady to have a better season by most objective measures than Cam. And this week, probably it would be closer to 50-50 or would people lean on Cam more? What do you think? I don't know. I I think, I think people might lean more towards Cam at this point, at least in fantasy football, because he's getting all those rushes. He's like a quarterback and a running back combined. Well, and I think we have to take the fantasy thing out of it, obviously, and just say by like some objective measure, meaning like some combination of like yards per attempt or DVOA or whatever, whatever we want to do like quarter QBR, those kinds of things, who would end up having a better season. And I think every, most everyone would have said Brady going into last week. And now, based on one week, people are probably changing their priors quite a bit. What, do you think that, that I'm biased, or do you think that's true? No, I think that's true. I think people tend to react a lot to one week of football. That always happens, except during the preseason. Okay, and then so- – I mean, it's interesting. I mean, I guess that's a good segue into how that, how this week actually, or last week actually changes our, our ratings of teams Um, and where, and and whether we think the lines have over or under adjusted or properly adjusted. So I I did run. What say um, you, you know, I say that, well, the teams that I found value on last week, like I found value in the jets. I find value in them again this week. I, showed a little bit marginal value on Cincinnati. I didn't end up betting it, um, but that, I mean, I have more value on them this week. I leaned against Cleveland. If I had to pick in the Baltimore Cleveland game last week, I would have ha- taken Baltimore. I made that line like minus nine or something like that. Whereas the spread was what, seven and a half, you know? So I guess that explains why I like Cincy Cleveland, but. Um, How it, much more would you like Cincy if Andy Dalton were still their quarterback? <laughs> that's a good question. Probably a lot, probably more, to be quite honest. Would That's I be interesting correct? Because I know our bearded friend is actually on Cleveland this week. Um, minus the five and a half. Um, you know the line's gone up since since he you know betted. I think. Well, wait, wait. It start. I betted at six. It went down to five and a half. He betted at five and a half. Went up to six. Okay. I mean, I don't think we caused the moves. Maybe we did. I don't know, but. I don't know about the NFL. I feel like, well, I guess NFL early market. I could see you guys causing moves. Okay, I'll give you one game where it seems like it seems like there was a big change in people's perception from last week to this week, and that's the Rams Eagles. So if you saw on, I guess Sunday night, that came out, that line came out at uh, Eagles minus three, at home. Now the Rams are one point favorite. And I think that's a situation where the Eagles had two fifths of an offensive line and the rest like practice squad players against the Redskins and or against the Washington football team. Excuse me. I don't use racial slurs normally. um, Unless it's just in your spare time, just in my spare time. But that, you know, I guess Washington football team had eight sacks and it kind of showed that, you know, I mean, they're playing the, the Rams this week and Aaron Donald, um, is is quite a good player, a good pass rusher, even if he is an average run defender according to ESPN's new uh, new metric. But but that's a that's a situation where that line moved a lot. I mean, all the way from. I mean, three how, would, to, how would they how would they actually even know that about Aaron Donald? Right? I think, so much of that's based on scheme. It's based on what he's supposed to be doing, right? Like, if he's supposed to be rushing the passer. Like of course, there's going to be t- times where he's out of position for runs. for a run, like that's, of course, and that's what they say. Like the question is, does I mean, it looks. I haven't dug into it. I read the article. I read the articles about it. Um, who wrote Who wrote this? Brian Brian Burke developed this.
1: Oh, and I, I love Brian for
0: Brian. Uh, Brian's a good dude. He's clearly. a very good dude, and it yeah, seems he, he put a ton of time into but it. But he it does. He like, does like, like he does have. I, I would think, consider. It, I would consider Brian to be like in that early stage of analysts who were like pioneers for sure, but weren't necessarily the most, um, I want to say. You're trying to say he's not a data scientist. Yeah. He's an engineering background, but he built this. I mean, but he has people working for him at ESPN. I probably who were, I mean, so it's, I mean, he, he, I think he led. Does does Brian have Ben's job now? Who? Ben Fox ben or Ben Alomar. Um, I don't know. Interesting. I don't know, but, um, that, that got us off topic, but I think that's a situation It's weird that we got off topic. I know never I seems know. to happen, but that's a situation where the there's a big move against the Eagles. And I think it's for a fundamental reason. You saw how impactful these injuries were and it's a city. And you know, I, I make the Rams a half Well, Are a those guys better. back? No, I mean, so two guys are out for the season. Lane Johnson might be back. Miles Sanders may be back, but we don't right. care. I mean, They're the Eagles back. seem to have the worst injury luck year after year. Hmm. I wonder if there's some analytics around that. You think they had really bad injury luck the year they beat the uh, Patriots in the Super mm-hmm. Bowl? They, they, they had some bad injury luck. I mean, maybe <laughs> it ended up being good injury luck, though. They had Nick Foles, who was yeah, in, I mean Exactly he was incredible in that Super Bowl. Like that pass he threw to like whatever, Corey Clemens or whatever in the end zone, that was one of the best passes. I mean, it was insane. Yeah. I can't even I can't even think about that Super Bowl. It, it just it just really that was that was the downfall of Brady. That's when I knew that Brady would never be good in New Orleans. I mean, sorry, in Tampa. <laughs> well, he wasn't good in New Orleans last week. That's right it's true he wasn't that that interception he threw to janoris jenkins it like reminded me so much of Jameis. it I was tweeted like the out, yeah. exact kind of interception that Jameis would have thrown like kind of careless out not like it, and yeah you get old you slow down a little bit i mean i tweeted out that that i that tampa bay had downgraded a quarterback from Jameis like before the season began and in response to our guest last week who had Talking all about how Tom Brady's the greatest. But. Yeah, that was like he was. He did have a little Brady love affair with him, and that, that's like somehow I I couldn't I couldn't let that I couldn't let that go yesterday last week, yeah. and uh, I feel badly for our listeners that had to listen to me uh, consistently talk about that, and and I'm doing it again. So well, well so Belichick not... Belichick wins round one. Okay, Belichick think... won. Brady zero. Um, what did you think about? It? Did you watch, see any of the follow any of the Patriots stuff? <laughs> um, I I did watch some of the game. I, I was watching Red Zone. It wasn't actually uh, the most competitive on your phone game or yet. something. Not on my television. I got back. I got back for the four fifteen games. Or four twenty five. Right, but the Patriots game was an early game. Was my point. So how? Okay, However, you wait, watch wait. the, the Patriots game? game. Yes. No. No. Yes. Oh, sorry. Yes. Oh, Patriots. Patriots. Dynamic. Cam plays kind of slow and oh, yeah. they seem to play pretty slow whereas in the Brady days they used to try to play pretty fast. And you know, you had that whole like when Chip Kelly was in the NFL thing, like teams were trying to play fast. I never quite understood it is you know exactly what the analytics were behind it and maybe you can help me think about it if it just means that they're getting more trials and and therefore they're decreasing variance because they're getting more, you know, they're getting more possessions. And, um, but the, the the interesting thing, and I I was talking to, to, to Cheetah about this, um, is the notion that, that Brady, that the Patriots will play slow under cam and, you know, their ability to have really long sustained drives, which I think in many ways, a lot of people think is unsustainable, for most teams may not be for them because of the high success rate that Cam will have in these short third down, like leveraged, leveraged plays where, you know, most people can't count on that, but with Cam, you you can count on his ability to get anything inside of, you know, and and getting into those highly leveraged situations may not be a bad thing for them over time because they're going to force teams to take, a really aggressive point of view on the line of scrimmage, which will then allow them to have high risk, high return opportunities, you know, on, on the wings and, and with the wide receivers. Um, But, but the point is that will they end up playing slow on purpose, which will give, you know, is there more of an advantage for a defense to rest than an offense? Is there a frustration to an offense, not getting very many reps, um, early in a game, not get, getting very many trials to see what's working, not getting to see as much of what the defense is doing to react to over time. Because I think one of the challenges that Belichick defenses have had in the past um, under the Brady era has been that they've just worn out in games because they've been on the field so much because of how fast the pace of play has been on the Patriots side. Has the pace of play in the Patriots' had really been that fast in the last few seasons? I, they went through Maybe that Maybe not the stretch. last few, but there was like certainly a time where I remember two thousand nine. Would... Like there was that time when when I think it was two thousand nine. Um, yeah, when Brady and Manning were both like doing the full time hurry up offense, no huddle, and I think the NFL like changed some rules around. Um, no, I mean there was like the whole like Chip Kelly thing, where Chip Kelly was in the NFL this and was everyone before was... Chip Kelly. I mean, Chip Kelly was the one that like really made people start to play fast. I Uh, think If you got a new coach to coach the Washington football team, would you be happy if it was Chip Kelly or would you be like, this is a terrible idea? No, I wouldn't be happy if it was Chip Kelly right now. But I I think that the problem is – Who would you want it to be? Who would you pick right now? Out of of a vacuum, who would you want to be the coach? Anybody that's unemployed? No, no, no. No, any any coach right now. I I would take Belichick, of course, just like anybody else would. Well, but, I don't know if that's true. Like, the, if, if that's the case, then how could people really think that, like, Brady would win the Brady Belichick thing so clearly? Well, I, I don't think, I, I think they, I think both guys could win. I mean, both, but you wouldn't take Brady right but, now over anyone else quarterback wise. Brady's also age 43. But if that's it was Brady that's the if world Brady were if living was Brady in right now, at age right. 32 then that's, But that's the world we're living in right? The Patriots did not give up a 25-year-old Tom Brady. They gave up a 43-year-old. Right exactly. Something. Exactly. So it's not a, that's why I don't think it it's is. It is not it's not totally apples to oranges. It's it's apples to apples, which is a wonderful sure. board game if you've ever played it. It is. It was not the really precursor to weird. Cards Against Humanity. I know, but those games are weird. The games that like people vote on who wins. I'm just not a big fan of. You're not good at reading other people. I just, I mean, I just. you're you're not good at understanding other people's senses of humor. Is that it? Yeah, exactly. I just, I just stick to Catan and uh, I play a lot of Catan these days. And I I think I'm, I think I'm pretty good. So, okay. Not to, not to, uh, not to toot my own horn, but I consider myself. (laughs) Although it's really funny when you play these online Catan, people talk shit to you all the time. And you know, you wonder like, are they like some twelve year old in a room by themselves, blah, blah, blah. So um are you are you telling me to stop talking or what was the No, I'm saying, well, you I know you have a hard stop and I think we have a lot to cover this episode, okay. don't we? We we have a lot. Well we, we are covering a lot. NFL. We're covering we're covering a lot of football. We are. Um, we've gotten to some interesting themes. I'm trying to think about what else were the int- I watched hit a fair US amount Open. of football. What's that? Well, we're gonna get to the US Open. I wanna get football finished first. Agree. And then we can go we can go to the US Open. Um, the, we, I think what we should do is kind of go through the rest of the sort of football trends from week one, jump into the U S open and then end with some week one. If there's any week two picks that you have, um, any, anything else then in week one that, that jumped out to you, I watched a fair amount of football more than I thought I would be able to, um, if you were after, after one week, right. And you had a chance to pick, you know, a team in each division, let's say, two teams in each division sorry two teams in each conference to be in in the conference championships who would they be in the in the in the uh afc it's probably pretty easy i would assume i would assume nothing's changed you're probably saying baltimore and and kc right yeah baltimore kc and then in their their playoff odds i have um baltimore's playoff odds improved by eight percent i as somebody tweeted out, so they now have a 108% chance. Um, <laughs> no, they're up to 91.3%. Kansas City's up, not up 4.2%, up to 85%. So I wasn't as, you know, I, I was probably a little low in Kansas City to begin with. I mean, but. Okay. So I had 10.5 so wins to start the season. Is there any other AFC team that's interesting to you? Like, are the Patriots, Patriots. mildly interesting? Yeah, they're. Yeah. Mild, I think the Patriots and the Titans are mildly interesting there. I think so. I, I have 20% chance Kansas City um, makes the Super Bowl. 28% chance Baltimore does. Tennessee at 10%. Um, they, you know, they played an okay game. Um, let me see. On the game grades, they were eh, eight 19th. They weren't great. Um, actually, yeah, 19th was Denver higher than them or lower than them Denver was higher and and I think a lot of people say oh well, you know Tennessee outplayed Denver they just lost because of the yeah, that pissed three me missed off. field goals and the missed extra point but look I mean if you th- I mean the Broncos failed to convert a fourth and one at the opponent one yard line I mean so it's, When they it's started like at almost was... the one yard line right they yeah. started that and that was that whole narrative to me about Koskowski ruining the cover and that that should have been a, certainly a Tennessee cover was absurd to me yeah. I mean, um, I think it could have been, um, but we were, it, but we were, but we were all on everyone I know was on Denver in that game. So I would have been on Tennessee early. Like I remember seeing Tennessee, you know, plus two and a half early on and be, and I had Tennessee as like a two and a half point favorite. Um, right. I take Denver plus three plus, plus money, plus three plus money. And some people yeah, got plus three and a half. So just, yeah, I just thought it was an over move. And even though my numbers didn't necessarily support it, it wouldn't have been a play in a vacuum. Um, there were some good, I thought there were some compelling reasons, um, to play it especially given denver's home field advantage largely comes from um a lot of it's that altitude and you still have that there the altitude impact and how about uh, how about the well let, let's talk about that quickly yeah what, what's your overreaction of one week to the home field advantage so what was the record of home teams i, I had that at one point um do you know how home teams did um no, I don't. I'll say this. I, I can't – you know, there's absolutely no signal from one week of football. on Monday Right, Saturday so why are you even matches. asking me? Okay, right. so okay. – uh, I just – like, well, I'll tell you why I'm asking you because I want to know what the narrative is regarding that. I haven't heard any narrative yet. If – if Yeah. I mean, I don't know. A bit I, I do hear people talking about, oh, there'll be fans there, you know, because some of those stadiums have fans and some don't. Like the Cowboys are going to have fans this week, which is um, bullshit. I, Why do some teams get to have fans and others don't? Isn't that's not really I think fair. it's a personal. I think it's a personal preference. I don't. I don't think there's any. I think the teams are getting to decide, and I. I I'm generally fine with that. Ultimately, it's it's to some degree their liability. And it's to some degree the precautions that they have to take as a team. Okay, so, and like in some cases, it's like the you know, state or city probably ordinances. probably like I know Clay Travis was railing against the Tennessee or the Nashville mayor or something about banning f- large gatherings or fans or let's, something like let's, that. Right? Let's not have Clay Travis on our podcast. Let's I, I not even I, mentions of him. Okay. I'm fine with that. But let's no, let's I, move on. I've turned down game. a bunch of podcasts recently that people have people have asked me to be on because of this this idea that like I don't want to be on podcasts with people that um, I don't think are very good <laughs> at analyzing sports. Um, anyways, I guess that would apply to this podcast, too. So maybe I shouldn't be on this podcast. You should podcast. just get off. Get out. Uh, the, then the NFC, Rufus. And then we can get into golf. Uh, two t- uh, top two teams in the yeah. NFC. I'm, let me guess. Uh, teams New and Orleans, ratings or in terms of chances of, you know, who would you pick right now using your ratings without using your ratings using your eyeball test whatever you want to do who would you pick as the two teams in the nfc that to represent uh, you know to be okay. in the conference championship and I, I let me guess i will say uh new orleans for sure they've yep. got to be they've got to be number one would number be one guess. by a mile yeah and then two is tough right because there's probably cowboys thoughts um maybe the rams not the rams why did uh, the Rams? I don't two. know. They played well against the Cowboys. They did. And, and you know, I was high on them. So there's some yeah. priors there. I mean, you should you acted like I was an idiot for saying that. And then you just said, Oh yeah, maybe that could have been them. It isn't. Well, the um, interesting thing, the thing is Washington it is, football it is team? an Washington NFC West team? team. Did this team used to have a racist nickname? No. Um, it can't be the Packers. Please tell me it's not the Packers. It can't be it's the an Packers. NFC West team. I told you that. It's, uh, oh, Seattle. No, the Niners. The Niners still. Yeah, I thought you weren't very high on the Niners. But but the funny thing is, right now I have the Niners is the third highest projected number of wins in that division, so th- they have the third highest chance of making the play- and the third highest chance of making the playoffs in that division. Yet they have the highest odds of making to the Super Bowl. So is it, they, is are, di- they are they are that dynamic team. uncertainty right there. No, well, that's, okay. no, that's the fact that they are starting the season zero and one. Is that variable change? No, it's not variable change. Are those big words? Yes, they are. (laughs) They've started the season 0-1. They're still a better team than Seattle and the Rams. Um, But that isn't enough to make up for for it in terms of projected wins. But if they get to the postseason, you know. And and I think a a big part of it, Jeff, is the fact that now you don't have a second first-round buy. So I think in an ordinary year, you would have – You'd have Seattle, who's projected to win that division, um, well, projected at a 33% chance to win that division, um, would have a higher chance of making the Super Bowl because of the possibility of earning that first-round bye. But right now, we think New Orleans is sort of in the driver's seat there. I mean, obviously, it's early, but they're the best team in the conference by a, a, a fair margin according to my numbers. And and so I give them a, a one in three chance of earning the number one seed, the Saints. Okay, let's, uh, let's move on to uh, the US Open. And I have a good segue for the US Open. So I am in a, uh, like a, a drafting pool every major with our friend Brian Mead and some of some of his friends. Um, and uh, we just draft, basically, there's seven of us, we draft uh, four golfers. Whoever wins, if they have the winning golfer, they j- they just take all the money. And I am currently up right now. So the first pick was Rom. The next pick was DJ. Then I took Rory. Then the next pick was JT, Xander, DeChambeau, Colin, and then Webb Simpson. Then you're going War too Colin. fast. I can't cross them off this quickly. Well, so Rom War is Colin. gone. DJ, McIlroy, Shoffley, JT. Simpson, Morikawa, those are all gone? Yep, yeah, Deschambeau, deschambeau has gone. Morikawa, Finow, Berger, Cantley. And then I took Hideki as my pick. And then – Did anybody Reed, take Patrick Reed? No, Reed went next. Fleetwood, Finow, Adam Scott. Is it your pick? Fitzpatrick, and then it's my pick. Take Tyrell Hatton. No-brainer. Tyrell Hatton okay here we go Tyrell Hatton Tyrell house Tyrell win one for house Tyrell. Tyrell okay cool so U.S. Open what thoughts going in what what are what are you on who are we fading What's what's what are the, the general, narratives? The popular what are, what are, narratives. What's the general thing here? So it feels like well, first it's all gonna also, be really hard, right? Is that what everyone's saying? Yeah, it seems like every year you hear reports being like, "Oh, look at the rough. My ball disappeared. I can't find it." Like, and people saying, you know, players complaining about how hard, or not just complaining, but saying how hard the course is going to play. You have that this year. You have Mickelson saying that he thinks six over is going to be the winning score, which because that's you what know, he's going to shoot. Exactly. And he also said he needs a three-stroke lead uh, entering a, you know, if he has a three-stroke lead on 18, he'll be okay. Right. But you, you, um, I mean, so you liked, it sounds like you liked Reed a little bit too, huh? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't have any outright positions on him, but, but I have him as the. Who did you get? Who did you get outright positions down on with value? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly since there's lots of balls in the air in terms of you know, different movers and stuff like that. But um, just, you know, I I have some ROM. Um, I make ROM plus 950. So there's not a big edge there. You know, I think I got some plus 1025. I just, you know, I have to ride. I got to ride. I got to ride my boy. Love ROM. Yeah. The rhombazoid. I got to, you got to ride the rhombus. Rhombus. Um, I I like Rory a little bit, depending on the price. I make him plus 1450 so if you can get in the higher teens um there's some good there's some Rory, rory out there and i think one reason i like rory is because rory has been a very high variance guy but at the same time he's uh he still seems to have trouble closing um can we th- can we fade dj here because like doesn't this course seem like the kind of course that eats dj up and he's kind of no. just like i've won enough this year and i'm just gonna walk away I mean, I, I make DJ 13 to one. I, I wouldn't say he's a, a, a fate. Like, I mean, I, I, I think Rom is, I have Rom higher than he is, but I mean, DJ tends to, DJ played very well at us opens, even ones with tough rough, which, and you think of DJ as being a bomber, but I don't have anything to back this up, but I feel like his, uh, I think a more vertical swing. I, I enjoy anytime you start with, with start with, I have nothing to back this up, but actually, I've been, I've been, I spent this morning exploring ways to try to figure this out. So um I I do think a guy like he, his swing is better equipped to hit balls out of a thicker rough than like a swing of a Ricky Fowler. And I remember hearing on the broadcast last year at the PGA at Bethpage, uh, I think they'd said that Fowler is always going to have trouble in the thick rough just because his swing plane is more horizontal. And so you're, you're not coming, you're, you're, I'm gesticulating, but, but he's having to go through more of the grass, right. You have to, yep. you have to get steep to get it out of the rough and DJ swing naturally does that. And so right. um, I did look into like, you know, I, I, I drilled down to strokes gained um, at the shot by shot level. Um, some stuff I had done in the past, which is, it's nice to have shot level data for this, um, the shot length stuff, but, but looking at guys, out of the rough and trying to sort of narrow it down to a window of, of tougher courses. And what was interesting is actually when I tried to find comparable courses, I found that there was literally no correlation between over or under performance between players at these courses. Jeff, you live over there. Yeah. Yeah, so, no, I mean, I'm I'm listening and not interrupting. I'm just, I'm just, I, there, I didn't know there was a question for me to interrupt. No, it's way. okay. I just was making sure I hadn't put you to sleep yet. You No, not yet. Not yet. We oh, yeah. We have 23 more minutes. So I this have plenty good. of time to sleep. No, I mean, courses, I mean, you have like, I mean, the, you know, the PGA last year that had thick rough, like Memorial this year um, and last year, you know, the Northern trust last year, um, you know, the open in, in 2018, these are ones with like, with, with sort of thick, gnarly, juicy rough. Um, but I do think do there see, is something I think the there is something version. to players that are um being better some guys being better out of the rough than others based on the way they swing the club. I it's, haven't done anything. English on the language way they, is escaping you right now. There is some logic. I'm trying to figure out what being, to what to say and what not to say, Jeff. It's a balancing act, as you know. But uh, I think you should say everything. These I think people take time out of their lives to to listen to our podcast, not to hear you tiptoe around giving it's them true value. Jeff. But we also we also pay we we pay to have the we don't we're not paid for the podcast. We pay. I know we podcast. we need to get this taken care we're, of. I don't think that's the way like businesses are supposed to run. If but they are we're not for a a charitable. we and we're charitable people. We are. Um, so I, I will say that like it was interesting because I'm low on more. I'm not, I'm not low on more crop more cow, I'm I'm low on Cantlay relative to the market. I think. Mm. Um, and I do I did notice when drilling down into this that um, this morning after my projections had already been done, but but that he's been um, he's been good out of the rough. He's a good rough player. You're so, traditionally always low on Cantlay, though, right? I mean, if you look at his not, I mean. You know that's like on one. That's a, one for where a I feel time like last year I was high on him for a time. Last year, or the year before, I think that's that's one where like I feel like you and Rob Pizzolo are like at odds, right? Like he's probably on the opposite side of that bet. Yeah, he 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 loves the guys that have the good strokes gained on approach. I know that about. Um, but if you look at Can'tley's performance overall, like I mean, this year since the restart, it it hasn't been anything special at all, and and it and it hasn't been like it was his short game letting him down like it was with like a Rory necessarily. Like he's been his ball striking hasn't just, just hasn't been that great. Um, I mean, I, he missed the cut at the Northern trust. Uh, he's tied 12th at the BMW. I mean, he, he has, he doesn't have a top 10 since he has one top 10. And that was at the workday charity open. Um, so he's just, I mean, he's priced like an elite player and he obviously has the potential to be an elite player. Like he could totally prove me wrong and go out and win this, but just based on the way my model is constructed, I you know I just don't think there's value there. Okay, so that's all. I mean, look, that's it. I I I make him fifty to one to win it all. Yeah, and on Chris right now he's thirty six to one. Um, any other any other interesting? I mean, like yeah. my strategy for the majors late or for any golf tournament lately has just been bet Rahm and Rory and and you know hope for something to root for on Sunday. It's honestly been that way for since the restart a lot where I, I thought those guys had sort of dis- distanced themselves, distanced themselves more from the pack than the market um, believed. You know, I think it's, it's but yeah, the results are that DJ is the one that's distanced himself, right? Well, eh, I, I still think Rom's the better player. And I, I think most people would concur with that. Um, DJ comes in hotter, but I mean, DJ won the tour championship, but he also had a 10 shot head start over some guys. So don't forget that. Like Xander, Xander actually won the tour championship if you want to, you know, in terms of the 72 hole, that event. So um, Xander's up there for sure. Um, But, and Xander hasn't missed a cut in like, it feels like, I don't I'm not sure he missed one all year. Uh, He's been, he's been very, very consistent. Even when he shot a 78 in the first round at the Memorial, he still managed to like, make the cut not just make the cut like I think you finished top 20 but I, I do like your your guy that you just drafted um, Tyrell Hatton I make him um, 40 to 1 so if you can you know I think DraftKings has him at 40 to 1 right now so no value there I think I got him at 46 to 1 earlier somewhere on Monday I'm not sure what's still available there um, if you can get Fitzpatrick it's 60 to 1 or better I like that it's um. and, and you want some long shots. I'll give you one long shot. I really like is, um, is Thomas Peters, the Belgian. Mm-hmm. He's, I feel like he hasn't gotten a lot of attention lately. His, uh, his fellow countryman, Thomas Det- Detry-, Detry has been getting a little more attention recently, but, but Peters is, is the kind of guy that um, is great for an outright market. Cause he's, he is a, he's a high ceiling, low floor kind of guy. He's, very high variance. He can get hot, um, kind of like a Siwoo Kim, you know, he can have a tournament where he puts it together. I think so. I don't know if that's because he's I mean, attacking pins, but he's, he's definitely not, he's not a steady plotter. I mean, what do you make Thomas Peters? Chris has him at 95 to one. I make him 140 to one. Wow. My number improved. I, I, I had him at 150 to one this morning. Now I have him 134 to 1 after the little bit of work I put in on rough stuff. Um, DraftKings has him at 200 to 1 by the way, so There you go. If you like have a DraftKings account and you just have to use referral code ratdraftkings.com/btp You use nope. referral code pay rufus his money. <laughs> we don't have a referral deal with DraftKings. That was a joke, guys. That was a joke. Uh Rufus would never do that because of how they screwed him over. If you guys remember that, Rufus that's not has the reason a... I would never do a referral, though. I know, I'm just kidding. If, uh, if you know, I'm I've said positive things about DraftKings when they're warranted. Um, like I think that their app is the or their I like their interface, I think they have the best product in terms of any of the books, in terms of ease of use of the little yeah. little books. Um, and that's how obviously about... a big. That's an important thing, okay, so I think we got enough on outrights. You gave us very little. How about matchups then well, I mean, okay, I mean well and, and Jeff, also there are people that are probably in sort in pools you know where you select a golfer from this well, bin I just, we and just did my full draft so bin. some oh, we did uh, your who, draft how, how about this? no, 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 I know, I'm saying like yeah, we, we are covering that from a content standpoint what are what are who's a golfer, a high level golfer? that you would exclude from any pool pickup you know like i'm in one where you just select 10 golfers period and you know the problem is like a lot of times i feel like i'm choosing the same 10 golfers but like you have to take a few chances in that case because you're trying to win so like who who would be the ones that you might exclude exclude guys i wouldn't take I, <laughs> right I like you, you said you said you have to take chances golfers. So, yeah, I mean, just like of the top ten guys, like which are ones that you'd be okay. like, "There's I, high variance here for them to blow up, so I'm not going to take them." I'll say I wouldn't take Morikawa here. I just think it relative to, I, I think where he's priced and sort of the the perception of him. Like he's 17 to one at DraftKings, for example. I make him 35 to one. I just think that he's priced too high. Um, I don't. So I think his, you know, I have him as the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seventh best golfer, seventh most likely to win. Um, I think DeChambeau is another guy that, that, I mean, although DeChambeau hasn't been playing well lately either. I mean, as I said, Cantley is not a guy that I would, I would be taking. Um, Fleetwood, I'd steer Fleetwood probably. What um, about Rory at minus 103 over JT in a matchup? You know, I have those guys basically at a pick. I have Rory more likely to win than JT just because Rory's a higher variance guy. Um, but I know it's interesting though, because from a matchups perspective, what you were saying is absolutely true, right? Rom is minus 144 against DJ, yet DJ has better odds but that's um, cuz it's not a two-way market the the dj no, i I, I, I understand why that is but it, it is still counterintuitive right it's true but i think and i think there's the recency bias of the fact that dj can when he's hot he can just annihilate the field i think you know we just saw that right right um, and he almost if- did that at the pga championship too so i mean he's basically just been you know in the zone and that was after those two weeks where he couldn't break 80 so dj is an enigma he is an enigma. Is there any ma- are there any matchups that you liked that that still have any value? Let me see. Um, let's I, look. I at- like it when there's just some random matchup that I'm watching, and you know, I'm like hoping to get um, someone like Paul Barjon versus Dan McCarthy. Oh God! Do you know where Paul Bar- Barjon is from? Uh, Maine. I don't know. France. Ooh, let's play a game. I say a golfer, and you have to tell me what country he's from. Sure. Okay rasmus hogard Uh, germany denmark that's close it borders germany um alex norin uh sweden denmark damn it denmark has a big golf program don't they i'm just kidding it is sweden oh i was just seeing how confident you were in your answer um I was pretty confident, but I wasn't confident enough that I was going to argue with you if you knew the right answer. Is uh, Lucas Glover, is he sick again this time, or is he okay? I don't know. Uh, he's not going to win, I don't think. But <laughs> How about um, – can we take matchups, Rose versus matchups. Fowler? If, Ro- if Fowler can't get his – Can't get, can't his get it out or, of the rough. Rose rough. isn't typically a great bro- rough player. But, I mean, the funny thing is Fowler had that year where he had four, like top fives in all four majors. But I think that was like the year. I think that was Chambers Bay, where the U.S. Open was not in a typical U.S. Open layout. So, um, Rose against Fowler. Let's see. How do I price that? Um, I make Ro I make that a pick, basically. Okay, well that's Fowler minus one hundred and one. I mean, shockingly, shockingly, there's not a lot of value in any of your I'll, in any of your matchups. I'll be honest, Jeff. There was less value in like. Even on Monday, fewer, um, value, th- fewer There are fewer value. values. There are fewer, fewer things on sale um, on Monday than in most years. So, oh, uh, I, I, I'm now looking I, at how Hogard is spelled. I wouldn't have said German if I knew how Hogard was spelled. Yeah, I had to. Well, it's, it's like written, the, it's like the. Is it spelled like the beer? No, there's a J no. in there. Yeah. The beer is H O E, isn't it? I would have known Nordic if there was uh, there was a J in there. Well, I have to, you know, I I can't give it like I can't give it away. I mean, there's also like one of those How about O's Jordan with Spieth. The, He's from the, the U S. Nailed it, nailed it. Spieth is a guy that I don't like. I, I feel like I think that there's some other golf. I mean, I shouldn't say other golf touts. There are people because other golf touts. Did you call <laughs> yourself a golf tout? I yes, I did. Um, that are I think on. Todd against Spieth and I don't like that play I I actually believe it or not I I I actually might have bet a Spieth outright at 150 to 1 as crazy as that Um, sounds so question for you we got I got a big argument not an argument about Morikawa versus like Spieth do you think that Morikawa like who do you think when it's all said and done will have a better career not going forward but in total Spieth or Morikawa? In the entirety of their career, yes. And obviously, Speeth is off to a big head start. How many majors does Spieth have? I think three. That's that's, yeah. Well, Morikawa's already has well, one. Morikawa, right? Okay, I would say yeah, has one. I would I would say Morikawa right now, just given the fact that he is so much better than Spieth is right now. But at the same time, um, at the same time, like a guy that doesn't rely on distance which Morikawa doesn't, I mean, he's, he's an accurate player, tends to age more poorly. I think that it's a lot easier. I mean, it's, it's a lot – if you're a finesse player, you go through peaks and valleys and you're ball striking and you can, like, lose lure, lure tour status and the like. Whereas if you're a power player, you kind of – that's a skill that is – you're going to – that isn't going to deteriorate very quickly. Um, and so you kind of always have that to rely on. Whereas, I mean, like, think about a guy like Ches Reeve and all the bumps he's had in his career, or Steve Stricker. Steve Stricker lost it and then got it back. But, you know, there was a time when he dropped, like, he was dropped out of the top, like, few hundred in the world. So, um, even, you know, Furyk has had his – I mean, Furyk's been pretty solid throughout his career, but, um, but even he had a time where he kind of, um, you know, wasn't playing Furyk-like. So – I I would still go with Morikawa, just given the fact that he's so much better right now. Yeah, that was that was my stance, and obviously I like Morikawa because he's Asian, and I stick stick. He's Asian American. Well, so am I. I'm Asian American. He doesn't qualify on the top Asian markets, just so you know. Uh, uh, Okay, we got to get to football. So, is there anything of value that you can tell us about golf going forward in the matchups? Anything? um, Let me look. Okay, I'll I'll look at the DraftKings matchups here. Um, they have a matchup of Thomas Peters over Mike Lorenzo Vera. Thomas Peters is priced at minus 106. Mike Lorenzo Vera is from, can you pick the country? Mexico. What? France. I don't know. No, I, I don't know why you would have known that. Although normally the hyphenated names are Spanish, but that's not a Spanish name. Um, he's French, but I, I like Peters there um, quite a lot. That's the biggest value on the DraftKings matchup board. I don't know if that's still the price. That was the price this morning. Um, but I like that. I'll just say there's a double-digit percentage edge on that bet. So I, it's still a good bet at minus 120. Interesting. Um, yeah, Chris doesn't have Thomas Peters in a matchup. Maybe that's because you ruined it for all of us. Why not? They don't have if him on any matchups? Want to do, I don't think so, unless I don't know how to do search. I think against just Spons- Leishman. I saw him against Leishman. And what, what do you make that number? Um, I make it minus 145, but I honestly am too high – or too low on Leishman, I think, because I, I need – What do you make it, sorry, minus what? 145, but the yeah, Leishman – Yeah, they have it at – that's midpoint, so no. So no. The, the thing is Leishman had that round – or had that week. Um, it was the – was it the BMW where he shot 30 over par? And that kind of just destroyed his rating. And I feel like I need to soften that blow a little bit because he, he literally stopped hitting a driver because he couldn't shape it for those particular holes. He's a cut player or something. And he was like, you know what? He was, he couldn't, he was hitting into the trees. And so he just started hitting irons off of every tee by the end. So it wasn't like a representative round for him. I don't think. Okay. Uh, Let's just, let's just hop into some, into some uh, football before we call it a day. Let's do that um you already gave us you gave us one that if, and, and cheetahs on the other side so unfortunately that's not useful really unless you well, like rufus a lot more than cheetah so um what about on sunday we should have one of those polls where it says like like if you want wanna if you if you're with rufus and retweet if you're with cheetah yeah we should i don't know that would be really, i was just that would be really i was cool. joking because I, th- I find those things awful we're not doing that um, what do I like? I like the Jets plus seven at home against San Francisco. Figured, figured yeah. as much. The Jet, you know, they didn't play well last week. Although San Fran didn't either. Although I'm not supposed to say San Fran because apparently people from San Francisco don't say San Fran. They say nobody, SF. Nobody, nobody cares. Yeah. Um, I like I like Minnesota a little bit at plus three. I took a little nibble there. I don't have a full she, position. She is on the other side of that thing, but he got it at two and a half. So oh, he he loves Philip Rivers, huh? I don't I don't know. I think he just thought that was value. Um, actually, I have more of a position than I thought. I I took Houston as a home dog against the Ravens. Yeah, that seems to make sense. Um, of a touchdown, yeah, and last one is eh, reluctantly this I don't have a huge edge there but it just feels like a, a, a bit of a big market move from one week and that's the Kansas uh, the chargers against Kansas City at, at eight and a half I mean that's
1: probably I, I took go- it
0: I took it at some eight and a half reduced um, and a little bit at eight and a half Minus and we, I mean, too. the Chargers, I think, this year are the official team of the Bet the Process podcast. Wait, why? I'm so low on the Chargers. That's the funny thing. I know. Thing. I'm just kidding. They're the official if team we, of, uh, <laughs> of, of of Ed Teach. Of our random guest from last week. Do you know Who what I thought we, was? I that? thought he was great, but I thought it was it was a very fun football conversation. And he, uh,
1: he, was, he messaged me after and was like, and hey, you can
0: say my name. It's okay. Like. Jeff yeah. Rebele. Yeah. But it's new. It was a nuanced and different conversation, which I enjoyed, right? We, we kind of attacked things in a different way and, and talked about some things in a different way. Well, and I, I'm looking forward to having more guests on the podcast who have different processes and, and talk about it and we can kind of compare and contrast and kind of see how other people do it. So by the way, yep. do you know his Twitter handle Ed teach? Do you know who the significance of Ed teach? Nope. Ed teach is the, the given name or is, the name of Blackbeard, the pirate, hmm. his name was Edward Teach. interesting, interesting huh yeah nah, not really uh, I think it's interesting. Just kidding, it's really interesting. Uh, last last uh, thing, what do you make the Patriots Seahawks game? Um, game? minus three point seven Seahawks oh. I thought we were going to get to like four and a half or five on that. It's gone the other direction. Like, I saw that it was it was off the board for a little while. Why was that? I think because Tom Brady's injured. Is Tom Brady injured? Yeah. What happened to him? His pride? Is hurt? He was hurt by Bruce Arians publicly criticizing him in the press conference. What's going on with that? That's absurd. Yeah, that was Brady's fault. Yeah. Well, was like, so was so was going to Tampa. Tampa was Brady's fault. You think also. he called up Belichick and was like crying to him about Arians being an asshole? <laughs> I think he was just like it. This place is. A He's going to have a moment. He's got to be having a moment where he's like, this place is a shit show. Like, wow. So. Not, not every organization is like the Patriots organization, huh? Yeah, exactly. Imagine if All he'd right. gone to the WFT. Maybe the Washington football team. Yeah, no, I, I know what the team is. One and our baby One and know. All right. That's it for now. I got to go to a meeting. Um, thanks for joining us. As always next week, we will have a guest. So you will not have to just listen to Rufus and I, We'll take nominations on Twitter for who the guests should be, um, and we will have a process, an application process, uh, vetting process, and we have a selection committee that will help us do this. So thank you guys, and we'll talk to you guys later.